Welcome to Relatable Thoughts. Have you ever had any of these thoughts? I'm not enough. I shouldn't be feeling this way. Or something's gone wrong in my life. Well, you aren't alone. In fact, it means you're alive and human. Here on the podcast, we're going to get real and talk about all kinds of thoughts we might have that affect our life. But most of all, we're going to have fun and release whatever tension these thoughts have on your life. So let's take a deep dive into relatable thoughts. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Kayla Price, and you're listening to Relatable Thoughts. (laughs) That's pretty funny, actually. (laughs) I'm so glad that you keep coming back. I really appreciate you guys. (laughs) Hope you're getting a lot out of this. Today, I have some great stuff in the works, so you're going to be glad you tuned in. And you should, of course, tell your friends to listen to it. I'm glad to be back, at least. I mean, we're already at episode 21, which is pretty insane, honestly. Like, wow. Never thought I'd keep going with something like this, so just goes to show you the power of thought work, (laughs) but if you've been along for the whole ride, thank you so much for the support. Um, I just love you guys so much, and if you're just showing up right now, keep coming back. We appreciate you. You're awesome, and by we, I mean I, because I'm literally the only one here, but of course, I'm sure other people appreciate you as well. (laughs) Anyway... Now, you may remember, I just spent the last week um, in the paradise that is known as Newport Beach, California, and it was just amazing. I loved it, and I kind of just want to go back to where I didn't have to worry about life. I could just sit on the beach and read a book, and food is just provided for you, and you literally don't have to do anything. Oh, so great. And the funny thing is, is that even on the beach, also, this was kind of interesting, is that I just wanted to keep working on, you know, this potential life coaching business to work on what I wanted to talk about on the podcast to just kind of study about the brain and learn about um, what makes human beings tick. Like I just read, I read a memoir on Nike and I read a memoir on Colin O'Brady, which I will talk about later. And they were so good. Um, So it's probably honestly a good thing that I'm back because now I get to share all these things that I learned and I get to continue to do something that I genuinely love. It's, it's amazing. Also, on a side note, I, I got to be with my extended family, which was awesome. I loved it um, and just got bombarded with all kinds of questions. <laughs> like, you know, the questions, you know what I'm talking about. But the biggest being basically, what are you doing with your life? What do you want to do after college? What where are you going? Like, what is the plan? And I'm just like, uh, I guess I haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> I haven't made any decisions. Um, probably get a job, preferably like a full-time one. I literally said that to one of my uncles and he's just like, of course, but what? And I'm like, I don't know. Now I have other ideas and dreams, but they're still growing. And it was interesting how everyone wanted to know what my decision was, or rather that if I didn't have a decision, they offered suggestions or they thought, well, you should probably make a decision about these sorts of things. It's important. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my family. And I need them to be this way with me, honestly. I really need it because if I don't, then if I don't see that I need to be intentional in my life, I might go my whole life trying to avoid decisions. (laughs) Why the heck would I want to do something so stupid? And I might ask you the same sort of thing. Chances are you might not need help with indecision, but really we all do because we have human brains. And that's what we're talking about today, decisions. You might be like, 
ugh, why are we talking about decisions? We always talk about decisions. Well, frankly, I'm kind of obsessed with it. I think how we make decisions is fascinating, and I think the consequences of decisions can have such a profound impact on your life. And really, I'm intrigued at modern society's approach to decision-making, or rather, not decision-making, and procrastinating, and waiting, and being more hesitant than I think we've ever been. So I'm kind of dedicating these next couple of episodes to decisions, all the things that I can think about. Because, as some of you already know, decisions determine our destiny. And that kind of thought, that kind of phrase that I uh, know a lot of you have heard before, freaks people out. (laughs) <laughs> at least it does for me that thought I'm just like oh okay I don't like that <laughs> so we're going to talk about it in detail and I don't want to stuff it all in a one single episode or else we'd be here all day and you need to get to that bridal shower that wedding get that swig drink ordered or get to that party where that cute girl will be because I know what summer's like you don't have time to listen to me drone on and on so we're going to make this quick You probably already know what we're getting into because you clicked on this episode and you saw the title, but here's the question anyway. What's the benefit of indecision? We wouldn't do it if there wasn't some desirable outcome. You may have heard some of your friends say, ugh, I just wish I could figure out this decision. Like, what do I do? Like, I just wish I had the answer. Indecision's the worst. Like, I don't want indecision. I want an answer. Well, the truth is, You honestly don't want an answer. You want to not make a decision. Indecision is desirable. Why? Well, because we can postpone making the decision by saying simply, I don't know. And you want options. You want the options that are available to remain that way. Let's list the reasons why. One big one that I can think of in my life is that other people are going to have opinions on whatever I decide in the end. Let's say, for example, you can't decide between being an art or business major on the, you'd say, oh, I just can't decide. I don't know. Um, But in fact, you're actually afraid that your parents won't approve of you chasing your dreams as an art major or to break stereotype. Maybe you don't want, maybe they don't want you to become a business major because they think you'll just be, I don't know, sell your life away and you should do something that you love. Maybe you believe that your mom won't approve of the boy that you're dating, or you're afraid your best friend will be mad at you because you choose to go on the date with the boy that she likes, or that people who think you made the wrong decision because one school is cheaper or makes more sense to go to, it's more logical. There are countless decisions we are afraid to make because we are afraid how people will react and feel. I procrastinated my decision even this week of whether I should go to a metal concert with my friend Jared or to a wedding reception with my girlfriend. Why? Well, because I didn't want to choose one over the other, because if I made a choice, one of them might be mad at me or think I wasn't a very good friend or made the wrong choice. You don't want to hurt a person or you don't want them to judge you. And either way, you ultimately want to please them. The fear of not pleasing people or making people upset is a very real phenomenon. It happens to all of us. It's part of the human experience that we get. Yet, it is all based on the following premise, that your decision will affect their emotions that you control how another human being feels, which is just not true. (laughs) Nothing you can do can make a person feel a certain way. Why? Well, remember, our feelings are always coming from our thoughts, not circumstances, not anything outside of us. It always comes from the inside. Here's an example. And when I use this, my intention is not to offend at all, just to illustrate. But imagine if someone close to you passed away unexpectedly, sad as that is, This is just an example. It's not happening. But 
if you imagine this, you might have a host of feelings, most likely sadness or grief dominating that. This person hasn't died, yet you are feeling this way because you are thinking about if that person had died. The thought is creating this, and it works the other way as well. If, heaven forbid, I'm going to use my own example, my dog, Augie, he died, which would be the saddest thing ever. Oh my gosh, I love him so much. But if he died and I wasn't told about it, I wouldn't be sad. I would go about my day as if nothing had happened, even though the true fact of the matter is that in the world around me, in the current situation, my dog would be dead. It's only when someone tells me that, hey, Augie died, that I can have a thought about it, which would be like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Like, like, oh my gosh, like, what? And like, just be devastated. That would be the feeling that would come from that. And I just love Augie so much. He's a little Westy, just like the best dog ever. Sorry, can't change my mind about it, even though there are lots. Of I bet your dog is very cute. I, I honestly, I believe it. But like, I just feel like mine's better. Sorry. <laughs> the thing that causes our emotions, causes us to feel, is always from the inside of us, never the outside. And it works the same with what people do. Say someone posts something offensive on the internet, you'll feel offended because you think that person shouldn't have done that. You could just as easily then believe that that person has a right to say what he wants to say. And instead of then getting mad, you would feel neutral about it. You probably would be like, whatever. So really, the only person you should ever really consider in making a decision is yourself. What do you want? What do you want to do? Now, you can still be considerate. You can still be nice. I don't want to take that away from you. There are lots of great people. And you might just be like, Caleb, that's so selfish. That's so rude. Like, you're not even thinking about other people. But in my opinion, you're definitely not being considerate nor nice when you're a people pleaser or even a fence sitter. If you have an opinion or if you're just squashing your desire to be like, well, this person wants this and I mean, I don't remember really fan, but like I'll do it because like I want them to be happy, blah, 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 blah. You are allowed to desire things in your life. You get to make decisions for yourself. It's ultimately your life. It's not anyone else's. Sure, you get to make sacrifices of your desires, but only because you want to not because you want to please another person or make them feel happy. And in fact, when you please another person, you, in fact, will never be pleased. And half the time, the other person might not even care or appreciate what you did, or maybe you just do it wrong and they're just like, what the heck? So the lesson is, is that people pleasing is pointless. You might as well own up to your opinion and make a decision from your desire, even if that desire comes then from wanting to sacrifice for the other person, but it's coming from you and you making that known. Okay, another reason we don't want to make a decision is because we are afraid of making the wrong one. This shows up in a variety of ways, which I've talked about already, but one famous one is in FOMO, or fear of missing out. You're afraid that one decision is better than the other, and if you choose one thing, you'll miss out on the other opportunity. But in all honesty, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I love saying things like this because I'm like, wait a second. I have FOMO all the time. I can't say that it's ridiculous. I say it to shock you. Um, but know that it isn't a problem to feel this way because it's the way we are designed. I have this problem all the time. And it's not even a problem. Just 
I just want you to understand what it is doing in your life. But in a sense, we're all designed in a sense to have this kind of fear. Literally, we need this instinct of analyzing what is the best for us in a decision because a decision literally could kill you back in the day. Now deciding whether you should go to Jessica's party or doing your homework instead isn't going to kill you one way or another. But we still have that same fear. So you remember the self-fulfilling prophecy? It was literally the last episode, so I hope you do. Well, this is in fact one of those. I got coached once on me not wanting to miss out on hanging out with my friends one night, but I also felt like I needed to get my homework done. So long story short, my coach was like, so when you think about hanging out with your friends when you do your homework, the result of that is that you miss out on doing your homework. And then when you happen to be hanging out with your friends and you think, oh, I should be doing my homework, you miss out on being with your friends or truly you miss out on being fully present with them, which really is kind of missing out on both experiences in the end. And the funny thing is, is that the same is especially true if you don't even make a choice in the first place. Indecision makes you always miss out on both choices. This concept changed my life when I heard it, because here's the thing, in all honesty, you always miss out. With choices, you always lose one or the other. Or I don't know, it's not necessarily always black and white or between one or two two choices, but you get the point. I mean, it doesn't matter, but just recognizing that in any decision, you always miss out on something. And so the paradigm shift that we can strive for is recognizing that, yeah, missing out is okay. Or even, yeah, I want to miss out because I really want the choice I'm making. I really want the consequence of this one thing, even though I'm sacrificing everything else in making this decision. Fact of the matter is, no choice is better than the other. It just isn't. Either choice can make you happy or successful or be right. Because the choice doesn't make you right. Anything outside of you, again, what is going to make you happy, successful, right, is all coming from your head, all coming from your thoughts. In a strange sense, there is no right or wrong for you. Every choice is the right one because you made it you make it the right one. And the same goes for every wrong choice. I'm repeating myself here, but I want to make the point clear. The best thing that you can do for yourself when stuck in indecision is to remove the clutter. Don't consider other people. Don't think about what other people think. Don't wonder which choice is better or will make you happier without all of this baggage tying us down, without all of the judgment that you have, what is left. Well, it's just your desire. What do you want? If you had to make a choice right here, right now, what would you choose? You literally can't get it wrong. It's impossible. The only quote-unquote wrong thing to do is to not do anything. Or to get a mullet. That one's pretty wrong. (laughs) Just had to throw that out there. (laughs) Anyway, This might seem pretty radical, but hear me out. When I was at the beach, I got to read, so the book I was talking about earlier, The Impossible First, is by Colin O'Brady, which he talks about himself, um, this man, who was able to be the first man to walk across Antarctica unassisted, unsupported, and entirely alone, which is super crazy. 
And this happened in like only 2018. So like, why have we not been talking about this before? This is like a, a huge feat. Anyway, it's a great book. And in it, there's this great moment right in the beginning when he realizes that like right when he got dropped off, he recognizes I have brought too much stuff and he needs to make a decision of what to get rid of in order to cross Antarctica. But if he gets rid of too much, he pretty much just brought what was necessary, like literally food and all the things that he needed. So if he gets rid of too much, he'll run out of food or maybe not have the supply he needs. But he also needs to push less weight on his sled in order to actually make it across the, <laughs> the continent. A freaking continent. It's crazy. Anyway, this is what he said. He said, quote, I was also learning quickly that Antarctica doesn't allow for indecision. You do or you don't. You act and you move and you hope for the best. Pondering takes time and time spent in indecision can freeze you. Now, indecision might not literally be killing you like it would Colin O'Brady, but it is always killing you mentally or emotionally. Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School said once, holding decisions in always burns up our energy. Like if we were a battery or if we were putting off decisions in our life or going back and forth between them, we will always drain ourselves. You get sick and tired of playing Pong with yourself going back and forth that you just want to be done with it and have it all end. You can't eat your cake and have it too. So what's the point then in regretting it when you eat the cake and then think, oh, I shouldn't have eaten it. Now I don't have it. It's gone. You made the choice, so stick with it. It was the right thing to do because otherwise you just feel shame thinking it's the wrong thing to do and you shouldn't have done that, you idiot. And that won't inspire you to change or make a decision in the future based on what you've learned about what you actually want then in the future. And so the easiest thing to resolve all of this drama in your head is to make a decision and stick with it. Even if the decision is, I'm figuring it out, or I want to keep thinking about it, or I want more information, those are fine to an extent, even though they might really just be traps your brain is offering to continue in indecision. So you got to be on your guard and watch yourself. If you just breathe and listen to your body and brain and ask yourself, if I had to make a choice right now, if I'm in Antarctica for some reason, and I have to make a choice right now or else I'll freeze to death, what choice would I pick in this decision? This You can do this with any of the decisions, even the little ones, probably more for the big ones since it's more of a life or death thing which your brain is creating. But what choice would you pick? And in the end, that's what you want. That's what you should go with. That's how we get past indecision and begin to embrace the fear now that we have made a decision and we now have to embrace those consequences of what we talked about earlier. Remember, there is no right or wrong decision. You make it right or wrong because of how you think about it. You always miss out on one choice when you make a decision. That's kind of the point. So embrace it. And people get to judge you for your choices. They're allowed to do whatever they want and you don't have to please them. It's impossible, in fact. So you might as well make the choice from a place of pure desire. What do you want? And then as Colin O'Brady said, hope for the best. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.
If you struggle with self-loathing, self-judgment, self-doubt, or anything with yourself, life coaching can help. It always does. And I want to meet with you. So sign up today for a free life coaching session. This podcast was sponsored this week by Haley Rich. Since I wrote this podcast while she was at a bridal shower, even though she thinks she was a burden for asking me to drive her to it. Special shout out to Victoria Olson for being an avid listener, leaving a great comment on Apple Podcasts, and for being a great friend. And as always, don't be bland. (laughs) Or keep it spicy. 